Welcome to the Disc Dump Podcast. I'm your host, Miles Trout, and I'm on a mission to declutter my house one disc at a time. Hello and welcome to the Disc Dump Podcast. As always, I am your host, Miles Trout, and we are coming at you with another quarantine special. But today, I have a quarantine guest. What's up, Zach? How you doing? Doing all right. Good, good. You... Glad to join you here in this hellscape dystopia we call uh we're calling 2020 this the terrible apocalypse is upon us so yeah we're violating the codes of quarantine oh well Uh, you're six feet away that's no you're just under six feet actually i'm probably about four feet away but yeah okay well (laughs) we're gonna die that's this is the whole point is we're gonna die but we're going out together um so today we're going to be talking about the second half of the House of the Dead games that I have, which would be House of the Dead 3. And uh, we just played the shit out of it, and we did not do as well as that as we did on the second one, but that is okay. So uh, I guess we're just going to do a brief history. I don't want to die. Don't come. Don't come. Fucking silliness. I the the voice acting in that game follows like everything I love about like bad Japanese animes from like the early eighties though. I don't... Yeah, like what? Um, like Speed Racer. Speed Racer is probably the king that, of that. Huh? Uh, <laughs> or like, gosh, even you watch um old like kung fu movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where they just kind of you know the the text is nowhere near close to anything that would make sense in English, so they're just like, well. I guess we gotta dub it over somehow. Okay. Yeah. The uh, what's that movie? Kung Pao Enter the Fist. I fucking that, love that movie. They made fun of it really. Yeah, that was a good really one. Well. The dog would bark, and then a couple seconds later, you'd hear the dog bark. <laughs> Wolf. Yeah. Wolf. <laughs> so, um, I guess what we just figured out is that the House of the Dead games seem to be at least a uh, Sega's answer to Resident Evil games. They're not the same style whatsoever, but sure. I mean, I, they're both zombie games that every, all the zombies are gray-green, and they come at you in the face, and you got to shoot them. Is that not... I mean, it's a zombie game, but uh, I don't know. I guess... Resident Evil is more of an R, a little more RPG. These games are more like... It's more like, like Virtua Cop, but with zombies or something, because it's like, how fast can you pull the trigger? How fast can you reload? It's more about your reflexes. Yeah. Which, if you've ever played, like, you know, the... Most of those early light gun games, that's what they're all about. Is they're all reflex based, and a lot of times they'll have their own little, I guess, their own little like thing that makes them each unique and different, and tries to set them apart from each other. Quirks, I guess. Yeah. Word. Well, there's like the first game to introduce, um, like came out right around the time. Well, to introduce like you know dodging it was um time crisis we had the time pedal crisis. yeah and you could hear people stomping on that pedal like across the arcade when they were playing it mm-hmm. a lot of times that was the first usually when that cabinet broke it was a pedal before it was like get the before the gun fell out of calibration mm-hmm. just because of how like people handled that yeah there was a cabinet at the arcade at the mall i used to go to as a kid and that pedal, the pedal in on that one was like always, it was always, always either, up. 
it was either sticky or it had like a delay when you hit it. Mm-hmm. So you, it had it actually added another challenge to the playing the game because then you're like, oh, I have to press the pedal early if I want to actually dodge or whatever. Mm-hmm. I remember I had that a demo of that game for the PS One. It came with the PS One. But it wasn't like a demo you could play. It was just like a little video and it said demo across the bottom. So what I would do is I would lay it with my back on the ground in front of the TV and I'd put my feet across the TV where it said demo. And then I would pretend I was playing it and I thought I had everybody fooled that I was so good at Time Crisis. And uh, I don't know if anyone else has that memory, but my feet were just quite not quite big enough to cover the whole word demo as it would flash at the bottom. And I don't think I fooled anyone in the family, but no. that's that's my time crisis story. <laughs> it's the only time I ever played that game and played as a strong word for what happened. Good job. Yep. Yep. You know me. So what other other uh, what do you call them? Light shooters. Light gun game. Like light, light gun. gun shooters. Yeah, like Duck Hunt was obviously the first big one, right? Yeah, it had to be the first big. I one. I think there was probably something on the one of the older like probably like the commodore i think may have had something they probably experimented with it mm-hmm. but i think that was the first big selling game yeah. i i can't say for sure i don't have uh, mm-hmm. statistics or data in front of me but let, you know yeah that's the one everyone thinks of so yeah i think of duck hunt i think of area 51 and i think oh, of gosh. like big game hunter there area was a, 51 i love area 51 <laughs> so like looking at that now like the graphics were it's an interesting looking game because it looks really dated now, but man, that was so cool looking when it first came out. It was like when they first started putting actors in video mm-hmm. games, but it's like two dimensional, like their face gets plastered onto like polygons and shit. Well, yeah, so it flattens, it It takes the photograph and yeah, it flattens it out, like even, <laughs> you know, even beyond. Now, there were a few games later on that got it right, but like, yeah, back when... Gosh, yeah, back when um, Area 51 came out, that was, like, just a new thing. So it was still kind of just these pixelated photographs and stuff on these, like, really badly rendered 3D backgrounds, too. Mm -hmm. It's like they were create. It's almost like they took a... It's like they weren't rendered in-game or, like, something. They were rendered previous, turned into an image, and then plastered as a background and not... It wasn't like an environment. It was that game looked really weird. It was very flat looking. I it was that. so '90s. Like, is it, there aren't many more '90s things than that? Well, the Area 51 game. There was also an Aerosmith shooter. I actually just saw that for the first time at a Timeline Arcade. Yeah, that's a that's a great one. What, what is the premise? Is like you're stopping people from shooting at Aerosmith. Is that basically? Yeah, you're basically protecting Aerosmith because they're the only ones who can bring the revolution against the um i forget who they're called they're called like the non or something like the wasps and they're like this organization who's trying to get rid of all the rock and roll in the world yeah (laughs) and steven tyler and his giant pixelated lips show up and tell you (laughs) music is the weapon (laughs) and you know it's you shoot cds at people it's a good time yeah i remember for some reason i was terribly upset hey i didn't like the guitar hero games at all in general they made me very upset because they didn't feel like playing real guitar but b i was upset that aerosmith of all the guitar heroes that could come out aerosmith was like the first one to get their own game after them i was like what about 
Metallica. Else. Like anyone, anyone else? <laughs> but Aerosmith I'm... was on board first with that marketing video games shit. Please help me. I need money. Yeah, this is what it felt like. Sorry, I'm sorry, Steven Tyler. I'm just... What's it? What's the guitarist name? Is like Matthew? Not Matthew Perry. That's a totally different guy. Something. Joe Perry. Joe. Joe Perry. I don't know. Joe Perry. Anyway, we'll chop this part out. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Anyway, <laughs> it's not Slash, so it doesn't matter. Exactly, it's not Slash. So. <laughs> Um, yeah, even, yeah, even Slash would have been a great person to pick for, I guess that's kind of the evolution of these games though, right? Is that they go from guns to musical instruments to dancing and shit, like DDR. Throw whatever at you. I mean, I guess the light gun game and like the, and like the rhythm game are, are kind of, they do have like a similarity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like light gun games and rhythm games definitely have a similarity. They're usually the first cabinets to really stick out. When yeah. you go into an arcade. I mean, not anymore. There aren't many arcades around. You know, there's places mm-hmm. like Timeline. but I mean, it's. I feel like they're the newest games that they're making like this, the cabinet games, they're just making them bigger to try and like be like, come to us rather than them for everything. So yeah. like when you walk into Timeline, the first thing you see is a ginormous Pac-Man competitive multiplayer oh. game. Yeah, do you remember that? When you walk in, it's like eight feet high, and it's like a huge screen, and four people yeah. can play Pac-Man I mean, at that's, once. that's cool as hell, though. It is pretty cool. There's a there's a Space Invaders version of that, too. Is there? It's amazing. I believe it. Yeah, we're, we're kind of... I don't want to say I'm an arcade enthusiast, but I always wished I was. <laughs> so. Yeah, I, I really wish arcades would make a comeback, because they're a lot of fun. And, like, the game's, like... I mean, right now, arcades, not nah, no bueno, but... Yeah. I mean, yeah, during the apocalypse, I don't know about arcades, they're probably the first ones to take the hit, huh? I mean, I really can think of fewer places that are easier to get diseases. Maybe Chuck E. Cheese. Ooh, <laughs> Chuck E. Cheese, is, that's probably where the, where the where House of the out. Dead virus started. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, they're, they're clown zombies. So. Yeah, that, I guess that brings us back into the pocket of this game. So we were playing the third one. And the third one is different from the second one in that the voice acting is not laughable. It's, it's just normal. It's just all right. It's, it's still stupid dialogue, but it's not the like... The voice acting is as uninterestingly decent as possible. That's a great way to put it. Yeah, like, there's nobody... Like, there was nothing we could do. Like, that wasn't a thing at all. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dogs at the AMS. <laughs> like, like who thought they were doing a good job and who did who was the director who was like hey you don't have to do that again <laughs> it's just wild to me I, I bet i don't even know if they hired voice actors for that they probably just got like people who worked on the game and just said hey can you read some lines real quick yeah and uh, they're gonna be in english just so you know yeah. the the asian girl or yeah the asian girl the only female voice actor in the second game she puts on a New Zealand accent at one point, and that accent is spot on. I don't know if she's from New Zealand, but the line execution is terrible, but she nailed the accent. So I don't know if she actually is from New Zealand. Just or, the accent slipped out. Yeah, she's, she's, yes. Every time she says yes, yes. I, I mean, I can't do a New Zealand accent. That's one of the ones I really wish I could do. I didn't even know that was Oh, yeah, specific. it's a thing. It's a thing, man. I guess it, I guess because you know Australian. Yeah, it's it's just like a yeah. meek Australian. <laughs> it's it's a little different. Kiwis, me. Anyway, you know my dick. Um, it's like that's Welsh. Dick. It's a bit like Welsh, yeah. So, 
I guess we should talk about some of the bosses in the game. We uh, affectionately, the what appears my to be the main boss of the game. Favorite, one of my favorite t- creepy pasta nightmare fuel <laughs> mammals of all time. I want him to be a breakfast cereal mascot. Are you talking about the, the second sloth. one? The, sl- the fast, angry, aggressive sloth, which are none of the or things the that make called... a sloth a sloth. <laughs> the game calls it the fool. Is that what they call it? The fool? Yeah. Because yeah. they're going for like old tarot card, tarot card themes. <laughs> yeah, so there's like a giant sloth that has a man face. Yeah. <laughs> it's just as a man face. Yeah, and it charges at you. and <laughs> He swings shrieks. around and he slashes at you and shit. And he shakes a cage and it makes thousands of bodies just fall on your head. <laughs> I mean... And then there was the other one that, like, seemed to be the main boss of the game because he, like, pops up over and over. We decided to call him Ma- uh, Paul Blart. Yes, you get chased by a steroid-fueled undead mall cop wielding a bat yeah, made out of skulls. He's just a really angry Kevin James just <laughs> in pursuit yeah, at all times. It's, it's, <laughs> pretty, it's pretty wild. And, uh, of course, there's a level where you fight a plant. It's got to be, like, some kind of, yeah, some non, non-humanoid Yeah, it had, thing. like, plant boss. It had, like, baby faces all over it, and you had to shoot it in the baby faces, which <laughs> I don't want to say it felt wrong, because it felt so right, but it's just weird that the only part that was human-ish shoot on it. Shoot it in the baby face. You shoot it in the baby face. <laughs> And there were like people with chainsaws and shit, of course. But what were the other bot? We only made it to the plant. Like we could yeah. not make it past that. And the then sloth, the plant, and then I don't think we fought. We didn't fight the mall cop again. No, we just fought him once. But we watched a playthrough online because we couldn't beat the fucking Some guy game. with a freaking <laughs> hacks. He had a fully automatic shotgun. Just every time he'd shoot, it would be like. Pfft. Just take everybody out. And he was like, mm, this game, no damage whatsoever when I played this game. Like, no shit. Full auto shotgun and, like, aim, I think he had an aim helper. He did, because everywhere that, like, he just never missed. He just always fucking hit. So, my friend Brahmi said she had the second one, and it was a type helper. So, it was, like, based on how accurately and quickly you could type words that popped up would determine how accurately and quickly Typing you killed zombies. of the dead. Typing of the dead. <laughs> I mean, after, you know, they had Mario teaches typing, and then there was something. They had the Edgy one out there. I think there was a Sonic one, too, but did you have the Mario one? I played them. Yes, we had the Mario Brothers one. And how was it? It was... Did it, Do you feel like it helped you learn how to type? I think it helped me learn how to hate Mario for a minute. <laughs> Understandably. For a minute, I actually hated Mario. I mean, this is going to be sacrilege, but I'm not a huge Mario fan at all myself. Is, there's no friction in this world. It doesn't make any goddamn sense. You just slide everywhere. It makes me so mad. All these people who had Mario ever since they were a kid, they're like, hey, play Mario 3 with me. And they're jumping into invisible boxes and shit. And I'm like, how am I supposed to know that's there? He's like, you just do. You just do. And I'm like, I make it 30 feet and then I fall down a hole and he's, everyone's laughing at me. I'm like, fuck you people. You fell down holes 600 <laughs> times when you were three also. I just never had it when I was a kid. So I miss that. There's you, definitely you get a learning to deal curve. With Mario. yeah like there's definitely they say little kids learn way quicker and easier than adults do and learning how to play that game as an adult is fucking impossible they're they are very difficult there is a learning curve to them Mm -hmm. that's yeah that's games the the twitch style gaming is super frustrating like you ever play cuphead oh 
Cuphead's rough. Yeah. <laughs> I still haven't beaten it. I got it. I pre-ordered it two years before it came out. And then they just were like, hey, we're going to not release it until it's good. And I'm like, you know, I'd rather you do that. So I paid for it two years before it came out. And then all of a sudden I got an email. I was like, hey, your game's ready. So then I'm playing Cuphead on opening day. And I'm like, this is not at all what I expect. It's so fucking hard. Yeah. Cuphead, that's probably one of the harder platformers to come out recently for those of you who don't know what cuphead is cuphead is a video game that is hand drawn to look like 1920s cartoons so like every frame of the game is hand drawn and you have to like it's just chaos on the screen there's so much happening at all times and if you get hit like at all you're dead like it is... it's a it's a bullet storm platformer basically it's fucking hard it might be the most difficult game i own i'm 50 percent of the way through it because every time i've made any progress i've had a friend who's really good at the game help me <laughs> if i had to do this by myself i would not be able to beat this game i always die and leave him alone and he's just like come on man but yeah so this game this uh house of the dead it's not like that not like that at all it's a lot easier <laughs> comparatively yeah it's it's actually compared to some things i've been playing it's a walk in the park yeah what else you've been playing lately i mean pc's vermintide which is actually you mentioned um while you're playing you mentioned left for dead and like left for dead yeah. vermintide is kind of a let's take the left for dead concept but put it in warhammer the warhammer universe warhammer. and instead of having to run from the hordes you gotta face them head on with a you know, two-handed sword or a whatever hammer. So it's like, you know, a, like a flaming staff. You know, it's like a melee survival game. Yeah, it's very intense and it's very brutal. So I heard you say the word Warhammer. I'm gonna bury this hatchet once and for all. What the fuck is, is Warhammer? Warhammer? Everyone is always talking about it. Like I'm supposed to know, and I shake my head and I smile and I pretend like I know what's going on. I play D and D. I don't know what Warhammer is though. Some people say Warhammer is like. A, a sports game but it's got like orcs and shit in it and then there's magic but there's also guns what the fuck is warhammer it's a miniatures game it's a like dnd strategy miniatures game it's basically war and on your dinner table yeah so war. it's a, a tabletop minis game yeah and it's got i've never really played it myself i just know the lore of the <laughs> games i just kind of know the general premise i don't I dabbled in Warhammer 40k when I was in like high school. Is that a, a brother tabletop or a video game? 40k is still a tabletop. It's the space. It's the future. Okay. You know, spaceships and lasers instead of you know dragons and wizards and stuff. That's why I am so confused because sometimes know, they have guns, sometimes they have dragons. I, I again, I just it's one of those games where I like the aesthetic and I like I know the lore, but I'm gotcha. Even playing this game, I'm playing it not knowing much about Warhammer, but I'm really enjoying it. Right it's on. Pretty badass. Yeah, compared to uh, compared to that game, House of the House of the Dead. It's, it's a little more. It's a little uh. And was it called again? I want to say it's easier though because like, you still have to aim and shoot and yeah you have, to, you follow you have to follow stuff like those like the game sends like bats at you yeah the and... bats are armed. So it's really all about timing, like you know mm -hmm. when, when you're fighting the plant, like you were trying to shoot at the tentacle that was coming up out of the ground, mm -hmm. but you don't want to shoot it while it's doing that because that does nothing. You have to wait till it actually opens. See, but then once it opens, it's like biting you in the face. Like you it, have to there's do it. like you a have sweet to wait, yeah. sweet time in there. Hmm. 
I don't remember what the other bad guy that we didn't fight in House of the Dead 3 was, but there was one more boss. The final dude? And then there was the final dude. The final dude looked an awful lot like the Emperor from number two, which was Jar Jar Binks, but made out of, yeah, like a silvery Jar Jar Binks. But he looked just like him, except he, in the walkthrough we watched, it took that guy as long as it took for him to play the entire game to kill just that one boss. So we were like, ain't no damn way we're going to beat this before yeah. we have to do this podcast. So we didn't even bother trying. But... No. Yeah, no, because it was like, you know, no weak point known. And the dude just kind of flies around. with. He doesn't look like he's taking damage. He just flies like around chips with a wheel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some of the, like some of those old shooters, too, they have like... The difficulty would be like the first two levels were super easy. Mm-hmm. And then you would get to the third level and suddenly like you would get one-shotted. Mm-hmm. in like the first five seconds by something and you're like what and yeah. they they programmed they programmed a lot of those games to be mean like that's like like house of the dead they programmed it so that you would only maybe get past first two levels or so and like you could get pretty far but unless you started putting money you know you have to put a lot of money into the game to really get through it mm-hmm. that's also why they're they are relatively short like um yeah, it was you only got, like five levels. Like we got through, we decided to play the second one and we got through it pretty quick. We got up to like the final stage mm-hmm. in maybe, and it was only 10 minutes. 10, 15 minutes, yeah. The, uh, I, when we go to Hershey Park, my buddy and I, we always beeline it right to the arcades there. And there's an alien one, like from the Xenomorphs, the alien movies. Where you have like big machine guns and you shoot. I looked up that trying to. awesome. I fucking love that game. I went. I looked up how to buy that game. It cost at the time when I looked it up, twenty eight thousand dollars. Yeah. More than my car to buy this video game because it generates revenue. So they aren't gonna sell them for cheap. And I'm just like, you yeah, sons no. of bitches! I just want to play this game like from beginning to end. That's all I want. I don't need to throw. Like I think last time we put thirty six dollars into it before we quit. <sighs> But, yeah, like, we put a lot of money into it. You make money off of it. But $28,000 for a video game is too much money for a video game. But I did put it on my millionaire's list. Like, I don't have many things on it. But if I become a millionaire, one of the first things I'm going to buy is that fucking game. <laughs> because I fucking love that game. game is so much fun. Do you have any other light shooters that you like particularly? I'm trying to remember. There was um, there was a time crisis, like, one in the series that had a... And if everyone remembers this one, it had like a submachine gun peripheral. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was, that was awesome just because it was one of the first games like where instead of holding just this dinky little plastic pistol, you get this like full on like semi, semi-automatic to hold. And yeah, it even felt like that. It had like the mm-hmm. kickback. That, that was just badass to play. And there was mm-hmm. a bunch of them. I can't, there's so many of them. And a lot of them were like, decent but they're kind of forgettable yeah Lindsay likes the police academy one that has no story it literally is just like shoot the targets and oh yeah you that, would make a great cop i played that one a lot did you that's i feel like every bowling alley has area 51 though that's why that's the one i play the most in big yeah. game hunter where you shoot the deer with the shotgun oh yeah that's the only arcade game i ever see play anymore yeah really that and like golf <laughs> Yeah, there's definitely golf ones I, too. But I always see the golf ones in like the saddest possible places. Like that makes and that just makes them that much sadder. If I ever see a gar, golf arcade cabinet of any kind, I'm just like, <laughs> it feels. I'm like, oh. Where where are we talking about? Anywhere I see a golf arcade cabinet, it's always, 
it's always somewhere like a pizza place or maybe or like you know a yacht club where it's like oh that makes sense yeah like a country club kind of thing uh, yeah it's not it's not specific it's just like maybe it's it's just something that's happened to me anytime i see one it's always in a it's always really everything about it is just really sad yeah it's always off in a corner by itself i've seen them at bars and stuff and they're always off yep, in the corner always by, by themselves and you know and it's never really golf it's just like a ball that you spin in a certain that, way yes yeah. that exact one <laughs> It has nothing to do with golf. It's just how can you spin this ball? Solidarity to my... Uh... <laughs> uh, I like the racing ones where you and your friends sit down Cruising. and you each have like cars or whatever. I've seen Batman ones. Like They basically have one. I'm, I'd be surprised if there wasn't a Game of Thrones themed one. Like it, that, that needs to happen. <laughs> when we were in Vegas a couple weeks, a month ago or so now, they had Game of Thrones themed slot machines. That's just wild to me that, like, some piece of media got so huge that well, they turned it into gambling machines. Well, to be fair, they'll put anything they can on a, a slot machine probably to get people to step up to it. Yeah, I mean... Gotta keep it relevant. I was like, if I'm gonna play any slots, I'm gonna play the one where Tyrion's looking down at me. That's the one I want. Some Peter yeah, Dinklage right. in my life. So you want you want him judging you while you gamble? That's what he looks... He looks like he's judging yeah, you, too. Like, it's not appealing to great. walk up to it. There's like dragons on the sides, and Peter Dinklage's head is just like between all the slots. Like, mm, what I are you doing? See, I see. How, I see what you're doing with your money. I drink and I know things, and I know you're being stupid. Is what his face <laughs> says. It's <laughs> awesome. Right on. So, what do you think, Zach? Should we? Should I keep these games? You think they're going to be any days in the future that I'm going to be like, let's play you House of the Dead and need of work it. on your zombie target practices for the uh, apocalypse? Yeah, days to come. You never know. Would you get rid of it if you had it? Um, I'd get rid of the third one. You get rid of the third one? Yeah, the third second one's bad because one, the third, second one we played that. Playing that with another person wasn't fun. The second one, that actually was enjoyable. Yeah, the second like, one is way more fun with the second that's person. That's something I could pull out, you know, if I had a guest over, whatever, a party, mm. you know, a zombie servant who I've, you know, <laughs> trained to bend to my every... Anyway, anyway. Um, <laughs> the second one, yeah, because it's... It's actually the voice acting aside, and that's even kind of part of the fun. Is that the voice acting? Aside? Yeah, it's just like, and the world even looks better. It looks like mm -hmm. the third one just looks ugly. It look actually, it's like the graphic quality is higher, but like the textures aren't as good looking. Yeah, and like they, it's just an ugly looking game, even with higher graphics, and it's harder. It's like too much harder. Yeah, I don't. I we don't couldn't enjoy make it playing. very far. I don't enjoy giant ramp roid sloths yeah is that what they call them roid sloths I'm gonna that's call what we're that gonna call thing. that one yeah i am going to call that thing that and the when Joker. i see it when i see it in my dreams and I... <laughs> yeah i mean i kind of liked paul blart though like after a while i just felt like i sort of got to know him like all right paul here we go you're gonna chase me you don't have a segue this time but you do have a bat covered in heads <laughs> which also the logistics of that are very strange but i and then like the twist ending of it which we watched online was like a random Spoilers. dude from the first game was like hey i'm gonna help you save the day and he comes and helps you save the day and at the end he's just like how can i live with myself and then he turns into a zombie and that's how the game ends and just says end <laughs> it just says end not the end game over just end 
to be fair, I don't think they expected many people to even get to the end. So, all right. So, I'm thinking if nobody hits me up to play this game in the next couple weeks, I'm going to get rid of it. Well, you might be... Might be the way to do it, huh? Yeah. Because <laughs> it's, it's, if it wasn't a combo disc and I owned two independently from three, I know last time I said I would dump two, but now having played it with another person and also played three, two is so much more fun. But I have a strong feeling we are going to dump these discs. Mm, you know. Alrighty. Well, um, I have some thank yous to say before we wrap up. I want to say thank you to the band Memoria for the use of our theme song Demeter off of the album Daughter of the Seasons. Some hardcore heavy metal shit. Did you have you listened to the podcast at all? Yeah, you a listened couple to times. A couple times you listened to the intro song. Some mm-hmm. fucking hardcore that shit. Is... Yeah, yeah, I'm a, I'm a fan. Yeah, that's the band Memoria. Well, I'm gonna uh, on the next episode. I'm playing the full song at the end of the episode. I also want to. I also want to thank the Fat Rat for the use of their song Unity, which we end every episode with. That is also some tremendous techno music. So that's at the uh, the end of the episodes. You can find that on YouTube. Hit me up on with an email at discdumppod at gmail.com. Don't forget the little PP in there. It's important. D-I-S-E-D-U-M-P-P-O-D at gmail.com. You can also find me at Twitter, Discdump, Instagram, Discdump Podcast. Again, don't forget the PP. And uh, Facebook is Discdump Podcast Fans. And start some discussions there. Tell me about how you learned how to type because you killed zombies and shit. Thank you so much for joining me, Zach. Pleasure to be here. Thank you. Okay, so we have a new sign-off that we're doing. I'm going to say, don't forget to, and then I'll say a simple sentence, and then you'll go, and, and then you say a simple sentence. Don't forget to take the Christmas tree down. And don't forget to wash your freaking hands. That's right. All right. Be safe in your quarantine, everybody. Take care.